Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's no way. You're lying. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's not. Oh, it's, it's not a twist off. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the Last Second Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, here with my friends, Chase, Jake, and Billy the Liar. Each episode, I will tell a story from sports history, and I'm the only one who will know the details. So sit back, relax, crack a beer, and enjoy the episode. Good lord. thought it was a, I thought it was a well, twist off. I think off. I put a hole in my shirt. So no, cool. he didn't think it was a twist off. I, from what I remember, quote, these are definitely twist offs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it would have worked. We just didn't try hard enough. Yeah, you shouldn't try hard yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm man. pretty sure there was an audible grunt coming from my uh, my voice. I've tried pretty hard. Yeah, my hand hurts. Really. <laughs> um, I'm just saying my cap twisted. Um, Mine twisted, too, but did it come off? It didn't come off. Okay. You guys are so strong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you're new to the podcast... We're going to go into a little bit of news, some stuff that's happening in sports right now. And after that, we'll get into the story. So it should be enough. We, we went a little long in the first episode, we think. Um, and that made the episode pretty long. So we're going to try and shorten it Did it, did it make it bit. long? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I saw Jake's eyes start to glaze over about three quarters of the way through that story. I was like, yeah, we probably need to shorten this down a little bit. So we'll get right into it. Um, well, actually, before that. We're drinking Sam Adams, mm. Boston Lager. I can hear it yelling at me right now. Mm. So we're going to rate this at the end of the podcast. We'll see how we like it. I mean, it's, it's not a bad beer. About three deep. My opinion's really straight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to be at. Three. And you'll be able to check out all of our beer ratings over on our podcast, lastsecondpodcast.com. So let's get into the news. Tom Brady. Has signed a deal with Fox oh, God. for allegedly a 10-year, $375 million contract to be the lead analyst after his playing career. Oh, after. What? Ah. So he's not retiring? Or is he playing next year? Or what? He's What's playing next year. Oh, okay. But they were like, we need to lock this guy down now. Yeah, that makes and sense. And he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be like the next, uh, what's the guy's name? The Dallas quarterback who's the lead oh, analyst? Oh, Troy. Troy. Be like Tony, Troy, or Troy, no, Troy Tony Romo. All right, okay. Yeah, he'll be like, well, I guess he'll he will be one of those guys like do yeah. Monday nights, yeah, Sunday yeah. night games, yeah. really important. Yeah, well, it's not Sunday night; that's a different company. But <sighs> yeah, he'll be the uh, he'll be the next Tony Romo and, and probably give us some crazy insight. But I think that's is no... is is he a billionaire yet? No. This will like th- this has got to like this is this is football chase. Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably pretty close. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, at the end of you know his. But how happy thing? is he? Oh God, his brother. Oh, judging by his life, I mean, <laughs> just his family is great. His his <laughs> wife is of joy. So just judging by that stuff, you know, I know he's very happy. Yeah. yeah. Would you take a billion <laughs> dollars to have to deal with a, that? A brother or something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so he's famous for something though. I can't remember yeah, what though. Um, talk to <laughs> the. Talk tick, yeah. Talk tick, yeah. The, that tick. little that popular app with all the, the children. Yeah. Yeah. All the children. Yeah. yeah right. There's a lot of dancing on the field. I'm sure the fans mm-hmm. love that though. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're getting distracted. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're talking about Tom Brady now. We're on Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> it's like Good a, start. Mm-hmm. All, all roads lead back to Jackson Mahomes eventually. Oh, yeah. Roads. And us being angry. 
Yeah. Next episode, <laughs> all we're going to do is talk about Jackson Mahomes. So oh if you no. want a reason to come back next week, no. there you go. Oh, I'm, you know, I'd be engaged. I, I would, yeah, I'd throw some I'm shade. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> Billy, that's what you call it? That's where you end for you? That's the line. It's the line in the sand. But, yeah, enough. Tom Brady, analysts. I'm sh- sure someone's going to leak when that contract starts, or maybe they legitimately have it written in to end of football career kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I like Tony Romo. Yeah, and what a nice way to retire. Yeah. Just go straight into another 10-year contract where you're making, <laughs> you know, nine figures. And, you know, what a good fit. Florida man, mm-hmm. Fox. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. That is going to be nuts. I can't believe how much money that is. That's, that's, that's a lot I for just, just a... Like, I don't know how much Tony How Romo, much effort is he really you know going to have to... He's nice. He's going to have to talk like, and be himself. Yeah, it, literally. Someone's going to hand him everything he needs i'm a little surprised because i figured i'd see tom brady take a year off and disappear mm. and then end up as a big coach somewhere uh, that's what tom i thought brady is a coach uh, he would just so cheat. let's let's break this down <laughs> 375 million dollars for 10 years right uh-huh. that's 37.5 a year oh yeah. you said earlier you said 37.5 million no 375 no, million right so it's thirty-seven point five million a year for ten years. Tony Romo's is seventeen point five per year with CBS. Tony Romo's is seventeen point five million. I honestly didn't know Tony Romo was making that much. That well, he's much? so good though. Like honestly, I he don't is, like he, yeah. I don't like watching games without Tony Romo. I love watching Tony Romo because he'll make these assumptions and calls. Yeah, and it'll happen. I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's gonna be a run right, Tom. Yeah, and but but then how come he wasn't? Okay, well, I'm not saying Tony Roman was bad, but like, how come he did he get he didn't get a Super Bowl, right? Am I right? Chase hates Tony Romo. No, I so. don't hate Tony Romo. I'm just saying, he's he, he's making more money yeah. now. Yeah. So right? Tony Romo was, from what I remember, <clears throat> he was he was a great quarterback, really smart kid, just a student of the game, right. but just he couldn't put it all together to win. I don't know if he won a Super Bowl or not. I really don't I, think I he always, did. Do you think well, anybody I knows that? Like, I don't think he. No, he never was kind of before my big like before I really followed football. So I always looked at Tony Romo as like Dak Prescott had talent, but just never succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, he was the thing is he the difference between Dak Prescott and Tony Romo, though, the Dak Prescott has other intangibles. Tony Romo wasn't as mobile. I'll say that. Yeah. And he was smaller. Yeah. Um, but anyways, enough about Tony Romo. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Mike Tyson. You guys see that video of him punching that dude on the plane? Dude, yes. yes that was... Rocked not, him. Not, and it was fully deserved. That yeah. dude was being a total dickhead. I wish we could do that why? to all like, people like that. Yeah. Right. Like what? And especially... And he's a Florida, he's a Florida man. The guy that, that got Mike Tyson to punch him. Shout he's out, from Florida. Shout out, Isaac. Just, I mean... When it first came out, people were like, oh, why'd Mike Tyson do that? I'm like, why heckle one of the world's greatest boxers of all time? Because he was doing, he was trying to get money out of him. Let's be honest. Mm. He was trying to get him to punch him in the face so they could sue him. Ooh. That's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> but I mean, you can't, like, one, this guy's, you can tell from the video, this guy's not the brightest, you yeah, know. Well, it's from Florida. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. So, you know, he was. Probably didn't put a lot of thought into it. He probably you got hammered. Florida listeners. 
<laughs> so, so Mike you, Tyson won't be charged. Good. Because they re-looked at all the video and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the footage. And they're like, they literally said um, that they're not going to charge and said, quote, these include the conduct of the victim leading up to the incident, the interaction between Mr. Tyson and the victim, as well as the requests of both the victim and Mr. Tyson that no charges be filed in this case. So they literally said, like, yeah, we saw a bunch of this stuff, and they called this guy in here an aggressive passenger, began harassing him, and threw a water bottle at him. See, right there. That's where you yeah. can't sue. Like, yeah. right as you and if I'm Mike Tyson, throw or, you know, push or whatever, if you're the first instigator, mm -hmm. like, Mike Tyson could probably sue him. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, not like he needs to, yeah. but well, he already and, punched him in the face. So. And I don't know how it is for people who are trained professionally to hurt people. Like I'm serious. He's trained professionally. Like he's trained like, professionally to hurt people so as badly true. as he can, and so I don't know what his fists are classified as. Weapons. I don't know if they're classified as like lethal weapons. I don't know what kind of weapons though, because there's plenty of kinds of like blunt objects yeah, that yeah. aren't lethal. Mm -hmm. His his fists to an average human being could be considered lethal. Yeah, I mean he was he had maybe six inches. You ever play that game where like you yeah, yeah six like, inch your finger, yeah, six the, inches. the six inch punch yeah. like that? He maybe had a foot of room. And he fucked that guy up. Like, he was up against the wall in a plane. And Mike Tyson's a big dude. He's up against the wall. And it was literally all his, it was all coming from, like, his waistline. It wasn't like he was able to arch back or yeah. anything and punch. It was just bam, bam, bam. Like, just quick jabs right to the temple. I was like, dude, I mean, this guy. I'd, honestly, it, I was scrolling Instagram reels, blowing through my day. And I came across a sport within boxing called telephone booth boxing what and these guys go at it inside the confines of a telephone booth like, the like old, they're both in there they're both in there like a london like telephone yep. oh it's red too just of course it is. yep red with plexiglass windows so you can't break them it's not like glass and the dude who won beat the shit out of the guy he eventually got him low enough to where he could wind the arm kind of up in the air like he's doing a row well, and just come down on him well once you get like then eventually it looks so stupid because the ref's standing outside the booth so he has to open the door to let him out <laughs> dude that would be a awesome wwe like subclass like you know how they have like cage matches yeah just, just do a telephone i just want to see the rock and john cena get a telephone booth together. <laughs> they wouldn't, yeah. they they wouldn't see they, what they would that just, looks like they'd be struggling to like shift mm -hmm. even in just talking shit yeah, just, just headbutting like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, first one goes unconscious just standing up yeah it's like ref get in here is he I out like, yeah he's just kicked. there's gotta be a lot of uh uh nut groin area injuries related to that sport oh, just with dudes yeah. with their knees who can't move just like <laughs> jamming them up that's what i would yeah. do it wasn't, i'd go complete bitch it mode. wasn't mma though they had full gloves on how do you even that's i get it i'm gonna have to watch we gotta it. watch it yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna watch, watch that now yes. for sure all right well let's get into the story fellas let's go we'll start it off like we will do every week with a dictionary term loyalty good. A strong feeling of support or allegiance. Mm. Quote, by young boy never broke again. Without loyalty, you won't accomplish anything. I don't know what song that is from, but... I don't either. June 4th, 2008. Chris Heron is pronounced dead. 
But like with all good stories, there's a beginning, middle, and an end. So where do we begin? Fall River, Massachusetts. A young star was in the making. A blue-collar mill town that housed both the best of humanity and the worst. On one side of town, hard-working families who would do anything for their neighbors. On the other, junkies and criminals where needles and drug paraphernalia are littered throughout the streets. That's where I hang out. That's always <clears throat> when you're coming off the highway and you get gas. Mm-hmm. And you just look off the side on the highway and there's just like needles on the ground. Sounds Even like if Boston. I'm, yeah, it sounds like Boston. <laughs> well, it sounds like Florida too. Um, and I made that trip a lot and I just keep driving. I'm like, yeah, I'll run out of gas before I stop here. Um, anyways, at 16 in the small unknown town, one bridge over from Rhode Island, the hope of Fall River was becoming a local hero. This hero, Chris Heron. Over the last 40 to 50 years, basketball has dominated the small town of Fall River. Local rivalries, rivalries huge attendance at each game it showed comparisons to that of the tv show friday night lights and chris was a superstar with his popularity and playmaking on the rise so is the pressure an entire city that knows your name relying on you to bring durfee high school another state championship durfee durfee <laughs> <Derp. laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> so for some reason when I was writing this I was thinking about Pepper yeah, yeah. oh god <clears throat> poor son of a bitch that had that as a last name <laughs> every uh, minute on the court Chris was watched eagerly by everyone but one pair of eyes meant more than the rest Chris's high school sweetheart Heather they met when they were kids grew up together and fell in love she was devoted to Chris and Chris was devoted to her some would say Chris was born to play basketball for Durfee <laughs> Sorry, I'm this can't right be now. a whole thing tonight, Chase. <laughs> oh God! His mother was a cheerleader for Durfee. His father was a captain of the basketball team for Durfee. <laughs> His older brother won back-to-back state titles and 46 straight wins for Durfee. Oh my God! Does this school sell shirts that say like, "I went to Durfee"? Dude, I. I Went it's down Boston. to Durfee. <laughs> We're in Massachusetts, bro. There's probably a shirt out well, there. Well, they're, like they're, they're state champions, so they obviously have a state champion shirt somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my state God. Champs of Durfee. Durfee. With such a pedigree, how could you not have your hopes set to max for this star in the making? Durfee basketball was characterized by one saying, and <clears throat> I put this in parentheses here because I don't want to forget to say this, but it might be the most Boston thing I've ever heard. Oh, Jake's our analyst on that. Yeah, so how about this? This is a high school team, high school basketball team. Win, drink, and fight. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see their logo, honestly. (laughs) Welcome to Durfee. Win, drink, fight. This is for high school? I should have gotten this. is high school. A little fighting Irish. Let's just say Durfee knew how to party after they won. As a freshman in high school. This was 08? Yeah. No, 08. This is like. 80s, 90s, when drinking as as a oh, high school okay. was cool. Okay, this is this say. is early in his life. No, he 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 died in 2008. Okay, I was gonna say. Oh, okay, okay, I was lost 80s. too. Yeah, so this is back. Okay, this is, we're going back. I'm taking. Uh, I, okay. I brought you guys uh, to the end. Okay, and I'm starting at the beginning. So doing. Yeah. Who's that filmmaker that does that? <clears throat> um, Pulp Fiction. Who did that movie? Oh yeah, the guy who jumps around. Yeah, he like starts yeah, at the tells end. Tells a different story. Yeah, yeah. Oh I can't remember. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. As a freshman in high school, <laughs> young Chris Heron got accustomed to drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana after wins. 
Sick. Surely, people would put a stop to freshman partying, right? Nope. As long as you're winning, people look the other way. Chris Heron had an incredible high school career and was even called upon to be a McDonald's All-American. No way. Yeah. A McDonald's oh, All-American. That's a McDouble All-American? Yeah. That's what they call me, and I'm an adult. <laughs> you should see it? my point rewards on the app. It's insane. You ever seen someone kill a basket of fries so quick? No. For free? Nonetheless. <laughs> For free? After I bought six Big Macs to get that free basket? Top it with an iced coffee, and it's a day. <laughs> Chris Heron had an incredible high school career and was even called upon to be a Mc... Oh, we already said that. <laughs> Chris's first day in Boston College was just like everyone else's. He gets his belongings, takes them to his dorm room, opens the door. Now, you guys remember move-in, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. That's when sure. we all met yeah, yeah, for the yeah. first time was on our move-in day at UNC Charlotte. Now, his went a little differently. He opens the door and he sees two pretty young women. Oh. Next to them... Chris's really cool roommate. Sick. Who was sitting at his desk chopping up lines of coke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As a freshman in college. Freshman. <clears throat> I can already see how this this is gonna go downhill. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't go that downhill. Well, I mean he, he dies. <laughs> he's got two coke bunnies and some lines on the desk where you're supposed to read and learn. It's college, McDonald's though. You're supposed to To the moon! But to be fair, Instead, he spent just... four years of high school partying. So he's fine. Yeah, yeah this is like, he's that's ready. just like, you know, milk and cereal. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you just do it. <laughs> which, come, which one comes yeah, first, day, though? It's a part of your daily life, milk? you know? It's 2022. Get out of here. Yes, sorry. Which one comes first? Milk or cereal? Cereal or your so- cereal Hey, killer. guys, think about this big brain. Mm-hmm. Bowl. <laughs> Bowl. Bowl first, yeah. He's Good. not wrong. <laughs> Damn, I've been doing it wrong. I've been pouring in my hand. So, instead of walking the other way, this was his first experience with cocaine. Chris was 18 years old. But it was just a one-time thing, right? You don't ever just do cocaine once, you know? I mean, it would never happen again. Drugs are bad. It would never happen again. Never. Yeah, he would never do it again. That makes sense. Chris showed glimpses of his potential in Boston College's first game of the season. Mm. But after a couple minutes of play, Chris leaped up in the air. He was bumped by a defender and landed awkwardly. His wrist pinned beneath his waist. He had broken his wrist and would be declared out for season. Hey, get it? Bumped? Yep. I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just get him some coke. He'll jump back up. guys. With no basketball. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Billy, what does that mean? <laughs> <clears throat> with no basketball to play and no family to be there with him, Chris turned to the only thing that was always there for him. Cocaine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say family. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say basketball. <laughs> he then failed drug test after drug test over the next few months. Chris Heron, the Hope of Fall River, have been kicked out of Boston College for drug use. Mm. Newspapers hit him hard. Quote, he didn't study. He did do drugs. <laughs> wow. That was an actual headline. Someone really wow. took... <laughs> God. Somebody got paid for that. I was following him, waiting for the downfall. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think... Can can um another downfall that I'm having... Another drinky mm. drink. Anybody else need another? Wow. Ugh. 
the alcoholic of the group still has half his beer. There's no video of his podcast yet, but Chase just had a really big reach across the table. And yeah. That was the noise you just and heard. I did, hey, and I did just have knee surgery like eight days ago. He's, he's sitting down. Don't, don't let ACL. that, yeah. don't let that be my, an excuse. Yeah, inside of my leg. Yeah, yeah. it's disgusting. <laughs> Wire hanging out of it. No, no, the bruise. That's like the extent of my leg. Jake doesn't yeah, just walk it off already. <laughs> Stop bitching about it. That's what I tried to tell what my people. What have we learned from the story? <laughs> I tried just to tell get my some cocaine. <laughs> it's always been it's there always there to turn to. <laughs> All right, sorry. So his reputation in shambles, basketball career swept out from under him. Chris Heron receives a call from Fresno State. Hmm. The coach, also looking for a second chance at restarting his coaching career, gave Chris the option for a second chance at his basketball playing career. This change in his school life brought him an incredible opportunity. Chris's first game as a player for Fresno State Snape. would be Snape. <laughs> Fresno State would be against the University of Massachusetts oh. in Massachusetts. Ooh. Back to his headline. home state. Uh, one comment though, uh, <clears throat> Severus Snape. Severus Snape. <laughs> this change in the school. Oh, let me see. Yeah, that's right, right? No, uh. Uh-uh. So we're back in Massachusetts, University of Massachusetts mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. With his family in attendance, Chris took to the court for warm-ups. His coming home party was not as you'd imagine, or possibly exactly like what you would imagine, considering it's Worcester. He was greeted with jeers and boos. On the court... Wait, wait say, it, is it, say it right. That's, that's definitely the out-of-town <laughs> pronunciation of Worcester. Worcester? <laughs> I knew it. Right as he said, I was waiting for Jake. Jake's eyes like perked up. He's like, "Oh man!" Started twitching. Triggered. You know what's? You know what's so great is seeing letters and we just skip them. (laughs) Worcester. There you go. Happens. He was greeted with jeers and boos on the court. You see two solid Division One basketball teams Mm -hmm. about to go head to head in a classic matchup, but there was a battle going on that the cameras did not catch random fan in the stands quote he's a junkie he's a crackhead chris's mom that's my son you're talking about watch your mouth fan quote i'm a taxpayer i'll say what i want (laughs) good comeback that's boston (laughs) so it's very boston i'm a taxpayer i'll say what i want Uh, chris's brother now, this is a very logical, reasonable thing to do after you hear that line. Chris's brother leaps over four rows of seats, grabs the fan by the neck, and pins him on the ground. Mm. Quote, say what you're going to say now. Call him a junkie again. Hmm. Nice. That seems appropriate. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's, there's a lot of loyalty in Boston. Yeah, yeah, That's just a normal yeah. thing in Boston, right? Like, yeah. they just do this. Like, I don't see a story. They're probably friends now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They talk. They drink it out. All right, let's go get a Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> With everything going on around Chris, there's no way he could have had a decent performance, right? Well, Chris would go on to drop 30 points, Damn. and Fresno State would win the game. He exited the arena, greeted with chance. Heron. Heron. So, a good turnout. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Turn it around. What's even better for him, too, is he already has a hook up there, so he probably got some... Yeah, he got some bump skis. Oh, we'll get there, guys. <laughs> <coughs> We're on that track. 
this year would be the best in his college playing career. And that's not a good sign when you're a sophomore. That's unfortunate. Uh, Even though he is only a sophomore, it seems a great change was headed for Chris. And I call this great change the migration. Mm. People from Chris's hometown of Fall River began to move to Fresno to be closer to Chris. No freaking way. Yeah. I for real? I heard that. He, that is the insane. Coach, people, people thought he was going to be like the shit that big, yeah. and and well, he was that big. He played so well, and I'll get into it more. But like people from his hometown who have nothing to do, you know, they have probably like mill jobs. Like they yeah. came out of high school, they probably didn't go to college. They're just like working in mill town. And there's friends, and they like, yeah, I'll go over there. I'll work at a Denny's or something. I don't care. I'll get to go to your games and stuff. Wait, you know, so party with you. Where is this college? Say, wait, where is they at now? Fresno State's in California. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they that's moved across I'm like, the country. That's insane. The coach said he had never seen so many people from Fall River in Fresno in his entire life. He's like, he never. He's like, the only person he really ever met from Fall River was this kid, and then now like, there's like people all around him from Fall River in Fresno. Oh my God, that's nuts. And with these people from Fall River came the good and bad of Fall oh, River. Okay. Before the start of his junior season, the president of Fresno State calls Chris Heron. He tells him that next year he will be a millionaire and play in the NBA. Quote, just behave yourself. Oof. End quote. Oof. Mm. Fast forward to the start of the season. Fresno State versus Texas. A big game for both teams. Fresno State up to this point, heavily relied on Chris. Texas has always been a blue blood in college basketball. Probably not as big as some of the other schools like Duke, UNC, some of those really big ones. But Texas has always been, you know, decent at worst or like middle of the pack. Do they do they make it to the March Madness? Who, Texas? They make it pretty frequently. They do. They're never really okay. a top Four teams, that's what, so that's what I'm saying. Like they make in it in the 64 count. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I got you. I don't know if they made it this year though, but so I'm just kind of getting a gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They're they're pretty good, man. Um, they're a big school in Texas, so a lot of those teams are gonna draw attention at least. Um, are they Chris, as big as Bishop Sycamore though? Now, no schools Ooh, is no, no, boy. no one can live up to that <clears throat> standard. Okay, okay. Billy. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Chris rolls up to the arena ready to play. And by ready to play, I mean he snorts his last line of cocaine in the car oh. alongside two women he can't remember. He polishes off his last Budweiser and tosses it to the side. Chris hadn't slept in over 24 hours. Stumbling into the arena, Chris Heron would play against some of the best athletes in collegiate basketball. How do you... That's just so upsetting. It like, really is. If somebody told me, "Hey, just do not do this, and you'll you'll be a millionaire by next year," I'd be like, "I don't care what it is." Yeah, I don't oh, care I'm, what I'm it is. yeah, I'm sober. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bed at eight o'clock at night. I'm waking up at five, and then that's all I'm doing, dude. That's when you know you need some like some outside help. Yeah, because yep. well, and, well, he just got all these bad influences around him. They yeah. all well, came up. They here. all moved. Yeah, yeah they, they came all... to him and brought all <laughs> the yeah, bad with it, it's man. True. Awesome. Yeah. It's freaking Massachusetts mass holes. So what happened? They make a good beer, though. They do. This is pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. So what happened? Fresno State would go on to win the game. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Good. Chris repeated his pregame ritual against the boys from, how do you say it? Worcester. Worcester. (laughs) Skip the letters. Yeah. (laughs) 
the University of Massachusetts, a game that would be shown across the country on national television. At 7.30 in the morning, Chris called his brother. He hadn't slept, he hadn't eaten, and he was high and drunk. Chris, yet again, played sensationally. And Fresno State would go on to win the game. Yo, okay, Dude, if it works what? for you, <laughs> if it works for you, okay. Like, what? What? I take yeah. it all back. If it's working, I don't even <clears throat> like. I don't have a rebuttal for that. This is insane. You, I mean, you've played some basketball. Can you play basketball like drunk and high? Dude, <laughs> the sick. only sports I can like, play. What? The only sports I can play while drinking and not good golf is golf. Yeah, anything okay. that doesn't I, have I was gonna high. S- you know, I don't need to be breathing. Cornhole yeah. isn't it really a sport, no. but kind of is. Like stupid only thing beach I do. sports. I can do yeah. that all I'll, the time. But I was going to say, anything <clears throat> like hand-eye coordinated, oh. no. Yeah. I Hammered, haven't slept, high on cocaine. Like, and to play like surfing D1 athlete. Oh, uh, dude. Like surfing or wakeboarding, a little liquid confidence always does me A well. little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, you're doing stuff where you just don't care. Yeah. And you're just smacking the water with your head. You're like, does that look good? Yeah, got, we got on camera, bro. We'll slow it down right before you crash. So things were going great. <clears throat> hey, he's winning, so. Yeah, then, yeah, really. Seriously. Then Chris Heron failed yet again another drug test. Oh, my God. At 20 years old, Chris held a press conference saying he was taking time off basketball to attend a rehab facility. Okay, good for him, though. An emotional press conference with no family around him. His NBA stock just went down the drain. He failed his coach, his team, and most importantly, let down his family and his girlfriend, Heather, yet again. Wait, his... Wait... He's still with Heather. He's, no. He's still with what? Heather. Hey, shout out to Heather. Loyalty. 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 <laughs> Yeah, good for, uh, good for Heather. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sticking around, Heather. We need more people like you. How yeah. does that girl have? Well, you know what? She still had the she still had the mindset like NBA career. I'm, yeah, exactly. Can I can put up with all these snow no, bunnies and you'll drugs. See, and- you'll see. Money has nothing to do with what she's <laughs> Okay, it's his penis. No, I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say that, man. I don't know what it is. It's just intrinsic. She just has it. Chris spent 28 days in this rehab facility. Yeah, this that's, experience that's time. Yeah, 28 days. Yeah. You can change anything in 28 days. Like the movie. Like right? the movie, yeah, with the zombies. People I the tell you what. You're doing dry January. Oh, did you really change yeah. yourself? You, yeah. I did feel you? so yeah. great. So and on the 1st of February, I killed a fifth. <laughs> so I'm better now. I'm so much, but I felt great during that month. Yeah, no, I'm way worse now. <laughs> Nothing. Put the five pounds right back Restraint. on. Yeah, it took no. me a week to do what I did in one month. <laughs> Chris spent 28 days in this rehab facility. The experience changed his life, and he never did drugs ever again. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward some more. Chris took the court for his first home back, home game back. Fans of the opposing team shouted, Rehab! Loudly, obnoxiously during shoot-around. And how did Chris respond? The best game of his Fresno State career. His coach would later go on to say, quote, He had won the game single-handedly. Wow. Shortly after, Chris would go on to marry his high school sweetheart, Heather. Ah, well, good, <clears throat> you know. Wow. Amidst all there. the controversy, the wow. failed drug tests, rumors, Chris's constant partying with other women, Heather knew Chris for the man he was. Chris finished the year very strong. 
I don't even want to. I don't. You guys just need to. We're not even close. We oh haven't scratched God. the surface God. of this problem. Absolute. Uh, he was yeah. still in a position to be drafted in the 1999 NBA draft, which is mind blowing. Like I know that people go through. Like Johnny Manziel got drafted and did rehab. I don't know any other athlete that went to rehab and then got drafted. Like that yeah. doesn't happen. Right? Usually it's one way or the. It's like the other way around, and then the guy busts. But, you know. I mean, Johnny Manziel worked out pretty well. Yeah, he was he was a great pickup for them. Yeah. And I think I, I watched I, I saw something about Skip Bayless saying how Johnny Menzel is gonna be bigger in Cleveland than LeBron ever was. That was oh a quote he had God. on the day he got drafted. I'm like, yeah. did he just must he, he all must, his credibility should just go out the door? How's he words. still on TV? Um God. Knowing the stakes, Chris stayed dead sober and trained vigorously for the NBA draft. On draft night, he was sitting in his living room with Heather by his side, their newborn baby in her arms. They watched as pick after pick went by. At the end of the first round, Chris had not been taken. Then, as if the hand of God came down to steer Chris towards the right path, the Denver Nuggets selected Chris at the 33rd overall pick of the 1999 NBA draft. So how, far down, how far down the line is that? That's not that far. 33rd is, I mean, there's only two rounds yeah. in the NBA draft. I know, this one. The means. 33rd is like 32 or th- or. How many teams? Twenty are something. So he was like fourth or fifth pick in the second round. So I mean, but to be drafted in the at all in the first yeah. place is insane with yeah. his his what he History? did for college. You know. So he still got drafted. Okay. He still got drafted. Chris made the trip to Denver for training camp. This is probably the coolest part of this story right here. What we're about to get into. But on day one, two players approached him in the locker room. One placed their hand around his arm. The other around his neck. Quote, we know your history. There will be no drinking. There will be no staying out late. Whenever we play away games, you will report to us. We will watch every move you make. We will sacrifice our night tonight because you don't belong in the bar rooms. You don't belong in the nightclubs. Ooh. Crazy. Damn. I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. The... That's leadership. That's leadership. That's leadership. Yeah, that's, that's leadership for sure. And it's like the kind of leadership that I feel like you don't get as much nowadays. No, especially with people who have issues. Everyone's um, out for themselves. Everybody's out for themselves a little bit, and also some people <clears throat> don't realize you you kind of need to play hardball with some of these people. Yeah. Like Chris Heron's a, a man. But when you have two grown-ass people who've been in the league for a while, and I don't know who they are. I wish I was able to yeah, figure out. Yeah, that would have been cool. But they literally saved this kid because he just signed. He just had millions of dollars now. Yeah. Like, drugs could have been the first thing he bought. He's like, you know? who cares about the game shit? Yeah, exactly. And But they instead, they, you know, said, you're not going anywhere, dude. Yeah, like, you're, just... you're with us. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it turned out to be a really good relationship for all of them. But um, So every night, they went out to dinner and took care of him. This year was the healthiest year of young Chris Heron's life. Stone cold sober and in great shape, Chris went back to his hometown to celebrate a successful year. Uh, uh, why does he go back there? Literally fly his family his to family, him. His family's out there. And He's got money flying business. to him. His parents, you know, his uh, parents are probably the same people. Like, they've owned a house for 40 years. Uh, They're not selling it. You know, it's probably going to go to somebody uh, else in the family. Uh, he probably doesn't see the fact that it's a when toxic he, environment. When he goes home, it's not good for him. Mm. Yeah. Instead, he looks at it as he's the hometown hero. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yep. So he has to, like, 
show face. And, he wants yep. to go back because probably a lot of them, you know, do look at him like that. Then there's the select few, the old uh, bad seeds, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy who made it. Like, imagine yeah. a small town like that and actually making it out of it. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. While in Fall River, an old friend came back into Chris's life. It's always that old friend, that son of a bitch. This old friend introduced Chris to Oxycontin. Oh, God. He was hooked immediately. Luckily, Chris didn't stay in Fall River for long, and he had to return to training camp. He was actually, like, when I was watching him talk about this, he was actually relieved that he was going back to Denver. So he could have that good support system, the people to help him, and get away from that. So, Heron walked into his first day of training camp. <laughs> the CEO of Denver called him into the front office. He informed Chris that he had been traded to the Boston Celtics. No! <laughs> no! no! Oh, no! Oh, no. my God. Oh, the downfall. We, re- we were at the wow. peak. We, you didn't tell us, but we were at the peak. <clears throat> and yeah. this is... Oh, man. Dude, it's just so catastrophic. Oh, no. It's hard oh, to read I again. I immediately see where this is going. Oh, oh God. It was, it, it was a dream come true. I mean... A Bostonian born and bred, the Hope of Fall Rivers was turning to play for his hometown favorite team. See that, like that, that's cool. Yeah. But then the whole like, you the know, underside, the yeah, part you don't hear about, the you know, part that's bad is that's not. so tough. Imagine like playing for your like favorite team ever, and then having that toxicity. Yeah. Well, separate drugs uh, from this. This is a dream come true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah. you add the drugs in, and it's a whole other element of, you know. It's not even about basketball anymore. Like, moving to Boston ended, you know, in my mind, if I was addicted to anything and I would go right next to where I got all the bad stuff, right after that feeling of being like, I can't wait to get away from this again yeah. because I just got introduced to it. I don't want to do it anymore. And then knowing you're going right back, my mind isn't like, oh, crap. My mind's like, well, at least I think a drug addict's mind would be like, yes, I'm right next to my source. Stuff. You know, I can, I'm, I'm going through it right good now. Good to go. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in the eyes of Chris's family and loved ones, this was the most disastrous move anyone could have made for Chris. Quote from Chris's brother, fuck the Celtics. Wow. At the press conference, Chris had one thought running through his mind. It wasn't about the fact that he was playing for his dream team. It wasn't that he was now close to his family again. It was, quote, I've got to get in touch with this dude. How am I going to get in touch with his oxy dealer? That's wow. what he That's said? what he was thinking during the interview. He didn't say that during the interview. That's what he was thinking. Oh. That's what was going through his mind. He, he doesn't remember anything about the interview. He doesn't remember who was, he was interviewing with. He doesn't remember the other guy got drafted or de- uh, traded with him to the team. He doesn't remember anything. He's just like, so, like, my brain's so wired yeah. on, you know. And this is more like speculation, but do you think, like, the Boston Celtics knew all of this? Like, they knew he probably had a past history. Yeah. So, but and they wanted to take the risk anyways to bring him over. Yep. That's it. Yeah, no, that, okay, that's pretty bad, dude. I mean, did, like, yeah, honestly, as an organization, the GMs, how do you think the GMs know more than the players do, and what's going on around the league, and the players themselves went up to Chris. So that tells you about how many people knew yeah. about Chris. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, you can see in the headlines, Chris didn't study. He did do drugs, and he got kicked out of Boston Celtics. Then he went to Fresno State. And they had to make a big press conference saying, I'm going to rehab for my problem. 
And then he finally gets drafted. He's had a great year with a, a team. And they go and they, they try and trade for him for the hometown to come back. You know, it's it's probably great for the hometown. It probably brings fans to the games. Yeah. They yeah. don't care about him. They just want to increase yeah. ticket sales and stuff and, and merch. They're just yeah. waiting for that, that year payout for him yeah. being there. Yep. As a new player. Mm. His mind was so focused on his addiction that he doesn't remember anything about the press conference. His drug addiction suit crossed over onto the court. He wouldn't play basketball if he wasn't on Oxys. He was hopelessly addicted. Thanks to Oxycontin, Chris played horribly. I mean, how could he play well? Yeah, I mean. He's a junkie in a world of super athletes. If you've ever been on Oxycontin before, I can't imagine. Dude, when I get my, like when I've gotten my teeth pulled mm-hmm. and they give me hydros, I, I'm like a vegetable. Yeah. Like, you know, God. like I don't. You're supposed to have me run for like an hour on no, the court. Like, again, what do you mean? It's not about running. Like, if I were to just run yeah, on cool. hydros, yeah. I would be like, <laughs> fuck, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah. But this guy is not only running, he's playing a sport. Yeah, which requires Which requires a lot up here to play. Oh, on dude. top of that. The communication, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> over there I, I got it shoot the ball um it, it, it goes from that to to now you're playing against fuckers like Shaq yeah and right I was about to say this is about the same time like, yeah. they were around yeah Shaq Kobe just made his entrance in the league LeBron's in the league at this point but you're playing against people godlike athletes that are yeah. just insane that you don't really have I don't know if actually I don't know if LeBron was in the league at this point I don't know if Kobe was either. This was 2000. They yeah, definitely were. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. were. Yeah. So, yeah, super athletes that are dominating the game. And this guy's over here and he's popping oxys in the bathroom trying before he goes out and play on the court with them. Do you think, like, <clears throat> they the, the teammates must have known that he was on oxy while yeah. they're playing? Yep. Like, yep. and the coaches were like, yeah. I'll, cool. show, I'll, I'll tell you why okay, everybody good. knew. Yeah. Good. So, he was a junkie in a world of super athletes. There's no way he could play well. Except. Chris played sensationally. He was killing it. Absolutely what? He is killing it. He was the NBA's greatest junkie. Wow. That's Uh, just a little background. Kobe was 96, 97 season. Um, LeBron was 2003. Okay. So So Kobe was right in between. Yeah. Yeah. So he probably played against Kobe, which is insane to think about. So let me paint a picture here Boston Celtics, game two of the season. Chris's family understands to watch him play. You know, Heather, newborn son or newborn son or girl, I can't remember which one. His parents, his brother, friends from his hometown, they're all there in the stands. Players come out for shoot around. But they can't find Chris. So let's play a little elementary school multiple choice question game. I'm definitely game. See. Where is Chris? <laughs> It's not C. (laughs) Billy's leveraging C. Where is Chris? Question mark. A, the locker room. B, the bathroom. C, interacting with fans. Or D, standing outside the arena on a street corner in a Celtics uniform in the rain next to fans rushing into the arena waiting for his drug dealer to drop off more oxys because he won't play without them. C. (laughs) (laughs) It's always C. This wow. motherfucker, that's insane. Stood outside the arena on a street corner, 
fans rushing past him, probably like, hey, Chris, hey, Chris. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, yeah hey, hey. Cool, he's cool, waiting cool. for a sketchy car to pull up so he can grab a dime bag of Oxys to go play in the game. That's just, it's that's, so crazy. That's dumb. Insane. Now, you know when that wouldn't be able to happen? Now. Oh, no way. In the 90s, early 2000s, you can get away with that. Yeah. But not now. There's no way. The amount of yeah. TV coverage and social yeah. media, people, people would be putting phones yeah. on the guy. What are you waiting what for, are you Chris? Doing out here? <laughs> yeah. no, Nothing. You better get well, in there. They, You're really pale, Chris. <laughs> they, Sorry. They follow the the athletes in, like on camp, because they yeah. have like yeah. all these new outfits or whatever. Yeah. So there's no way. Yeah. No. Absolutely no way. I, I, just, I wonder what his teammates thought. What a time to be Oh, alive. it's Chris. He's still going to play good. <laughs> you know, he's still going to play good. Why are we going to stop him? You know, oh the announcement announcements are being made and Chris comes back in time to take the floor as a starter oh. for the Boston Celtics. Wow. They would go on to win the game. Wow. What a, what a, what the heck? What a legend. Yeah. So at this point, he basically believes that he cannot play basketball. Okay. So what about the drug test? Does that just not matter anymore? Dude, drug tests yeah, have been, yeah. they've been, yeah. they've been, drug tests have been something you could, you know, work around for 30, 40 years. <laughs> Serena Williams. Yeah. You can, you can Whoa. just, <laughs> throwing heat. <laughs> Who cares about tennis? Um, so the, sadly, Heron's career would be cut short after a knee injury. Right. That season? That season. So a knee it. injury, huh? He gets a knee injury. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're oh, fumbling boring. around really loose like that, I mean, you're yeah. bound. Yeah, to dude, you're bound, dude. Your muscles are so loose. <laughs> and if you just land funny, just a like a, a rolled ankle turns yeah. into like everything from gets, the ankle up to your hip gets fucked. Yeah. So sadly, Heron's crew would be cut short with a knee injury. So to sum up how great the GM of the Celtics was, he took a struggling young addict away from his support system, planted him back into the worst place for him, and then kicked him to the curb after one injury. Wow. No. Dude, Boston's savage, man. They just want to win. That's... So there was no, like, oh, heal up and come back? He was out of the league. Wow. He was a starter, got his knee hurt, and then they, they, I'm sure they paid him something to get out of the contract, but they just kicked him out. Yeah. And, and no one else wanted him because he was such an issue at that yeah. point, you know? And all the GMs knew. I mean, GMs know when your player's out there buying yeah. oxies before the game. So he, I bet the GM was just looking for a reason to get rid of him. I bet. So, yeah. and he already served his purpose of bringing more people into the stands for the time he was there, and they were mm-hmm. winning. Yeah. yeah. That's, so Heron that is messed up. It's so messed up. Heron will recover from this injury, <clears throat> and he went to play basketball overseas. On his flight to Bologna, Italy, Bologna, 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 Bologna. Italy, where he would play basketball next. Chris packed the essentials: toothbrush, clothes, a neck pillow, magazines. And 300 individual capsules of 80 milligram oxy's being smuggled in his carry-on. Wow! I you were about three, three hundred. <clears throat> and this is this is the best what, part. What year was this? <clears throat> Probably 2001. <laughs> like 2003. Like, this is after 9/11. Yeah. I mean, how do you smuggle that? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a large amount of pills. To that's even... 300 pills. Have you ever seen 300 pills of anything? No. Dude, that's uh, I mean, like, ibuprofen, but... Like, yeah, 300 but pills of ibuprofen yeah. is yeah. like oh, a I'm, sandwich yeah, I know. bag full of pills. Yeah. And you're not going to mistake those for multivitamins. No, no. They say oxy's on it. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> whoops, I packed the wrong stuff. 
Let's just we'll we'll deal with it on the other end over there. Just fly yeah. me over. These were My meant fault. to be used to wean Chris off his addiction. So that's the craziest part to me. That's a prescription? No, it's not a prescription. <laughs> Well, you said meant to be, so oh it sounded like God, they gave hilarious. them. To, they were meant to be. He bought, he three, bulk purchased three hundred yeah. individual capsules. Like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take these and I'll wean yeah. them off my. Addiction. I'll just be like, I'll take, yeah, okay, all right. I mean, how does, that's drug, not how does how a drug addiction work? Yeah, how does I'm just a drug addict that tell themselves from Wolf of Wall Street, like. <laughs> where he's like, where he's, he's like, like cutting things, incapacitated, yes. trying to get to his car. Him playing basketball. Yes. That's what I'm yes. Yeah. It's like ragdolling. Yeah. Yes. And somehow scoring thirty yeah. again. Yeah. And still keep just killing it. So that he actually had the thighs. Like, yeah, I was. I was going to use these to wean me off. Mm. Okay. I mean, and if addiction. You have any thought? I guess that's something for you. Addiction. Yeah. The way it works. It's like a checkers games, dollar beer nights. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll slow down after the sixth beer. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then you're like 10 deep, and you're like, well, yeah, let's cross this one, get back in line. Hey, kids, I've dressed up as Santa Claus. <laughs> it's, it's a whole story yeah, a, for Yeah, a bunch time. of parents are going to come over and say I'm bold for wearing Santa Claus outfit. Which is, it, that is bold, if you think about it. should really cover an entire podcast episode on that. Yeah. So these were meant to be used to wean Chris off his addiction. But when they ran out, he needed more. So Chris began to scout out train stops and bus stations in Bologna, Italy, for a new dealer. And he found one, except this new dealer dealt in something a little classier, heroin. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Opiate to opiate. Yeah. Chris had now been bouncing around different international leagues and ended up in China for a brief period of time. His chauffeur slash translator slash dealer would facilitate his future drug usage. Which is, that's the craziest. I don't know. How do you meet there. that person? I thought it's hard to I do I feel like there. you have to find somebody like that. Like, you, you have to go into it. You have to find somebody who's like, yeah, I'm a dealer. He's like, well, you know, I'll pay you extra. Just be my chauffeur and stuff. And you can always be around and just get me more drugs. Like, I feel like that's the only way you can do that if you're ever in China. It's um, nuts. At this point in time, Chris was making $22,000 a month. What Heather didn't know was what? that twelve thousand of it was being used on drugs. Oh, twelve thousand! So he's sending money back. You know, he's sending like probably like at this point, if he's using twelve thousand, there's ten thousand yeah. dollars. So probably like he's probably keeping like I would I would assume like a grand per month for him in there. I don't know how much, so but he was sending back. He was like she. I don't know if she knew about this twenty two thousand dollars a month. Or not, but if she saw six thousand dollars coming back, she had to know what was going on. I don't know how you see twenty-two thousand dollars a month contract and you see eight thousand pop into the bank account and you're like not asking questions. Anyways, Chris returned home from international play. One day he made a run to Dunkin' Donuts, telling his kids he was going to bring back some Munchkins for them. Chris would not be bringing home any Munchkins. In fact, he would run his car into the side of the Dunkin' Donuts shop. Oh, my God. No. Chris had overdosed and went unconscious behind the wheel of his car in the drive-thru. He was then arrested for possession of heroin. Oh, I thought that's where he died. Wow. Oh. Oh. This man is just 
he just needed a, he needs he somebody to smack him something. and put him somewhere away from stuff. That's what he needed, but he needed no one Denver did that. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably, need them nugs. Heron went back overseas to play for a team that operated out of Warsaw, Poland. Once the season was over, Chris headed back home. Seven days earlier than he was supposed to. He did not tell his wife, Heather. Oh, my they, God. They cut him. So what do you think he's going to do? He, he comes back home seven days before, but doesn't tell his wife. So what do you think he's going to do for those seven days? Just going to uh, go drug wild? Bender. Just a bender? Yeah. Well, he kind of did that. Um, Chris proceeded to spend the next six days at his dealer's house. He was drinking heavily, shooting up heroin, snorting cocaine, smoking crystal meth. For six days straight, oh, Chris wow, did this crystal meth. without sleeping. A week what? of no sleeping. Six days? Six days. Wow. I didn't know that was possible. I, I, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. This is a zombie at that yeah. point. Yeah. My buddy, somebody I knew from college, um, he said his um, cousin smoked crystal meth for the first time and she binge watched for an entire week the entire series of uh, breaking bad so she smoked a bunch of crystal meth stayed up for a week straight watching a show about making crystal meth i was wow. like what the heck is wrong with, is, that's what? just that's that's backwoods that good old boy country paradoxical stuff. Stuff. you know that sounds like a mild version of other meth stories i've heard yeah i mean that's why i said it yeah. And not some of the other ones I've heard. Anyways. I could get into a good Boston one, but save that for another <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, we'll save that for the end or another time. <laughs> Why do we know, buddy, guys? You, you just meet people, you? Chase. <laughs> get out. Get cultured. God. Jeez. Yeah. Talk to some people, <laughs> would you? Network a little bit. Dive deep into those drug families, you know? That was a crystal myth. How long? Your mother. Your sister did what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, I couldn't imagine. Really? No clue. No, that's crazy. You seem so reasonable. <laughs> so on the sixth day, Chris gets a call from Heather. She says they are going to be surprising him at the airport. Oh. In a few hours, and they can't wait to see him. Oh. I'm, I'm going to predict it. So- with, all, with the trend of this, he p- gets himself together and pulls it off. <laughs> <laughs> There's no this way. That is the no trend way. of this entire story. He oh, goes on a bender in space, or he gets into drugs, and then he puts up this killer basketball game. Yeah. So he went on a six-day bender. His family's excited to see him. Are you ready? Space. He would then go on to drop thirty points. No. 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 Okay. All right. I'll be like, what? So let's. So where we're at right now. He arrived on a Sunday. You're right. Okay. He spent from Sunday to Saturday drug binging, not sleeping. Then he gets a call from his wife. Probably has a panic attack. She says she's going to be at the airport early. So we'll be waiting to see you. I have your kids, you know. Yeah. And Welcome do home, we Dad. have a timestamp on this? Are they on like Nokia brick phones right now? They're, yeah. they're yeah. cell phone age. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 100%. So, in a panic, in a panic, high on different drugs and reasonably drunk, Chris reasonably. attempts to drive to the airport. Oh, dude. The entire time Chris is driving, he feels the pressure of a group of people chasing him. In order to avoid these pursuers, 
Chris starts getting on and off exits and making his driving pattern irregular. It didn't work. They were still following him. Knowing his luck had finally run out, Chris pulls over on the side of the highway. He gets out of his car, puts his hands up, and starts walking away from his car. The next thing he remembers, there are police cars behind him. He was relieved. The people chasing him couldn't get to him anymore. Chris was placed in jail after a brief visit to the hospital, and there were no pursuers the entire time. So was he was just running from nothing. 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 He was. He was, he was paranoid. Yeah. He was. He hadn't oh slept God. in six days. He had to go meet his family. At first, I thought you were going to say he was just running from the police. That's no. what I thought too. Yeah. No. Nope. He. He. But no he, one. <laughs> he was walking down. He was probably like half a mile from his car, and the police show up because there's some weird dude walking he's down the walking side of the, the highway. highway with his hands up, and he obviously looks yeah. like he's been on cracked something. out. Yeah. Chris was released. And walked to a nearby 7-Eleven. Chris bought a soda with the change he had left, drank it, then went out behind the gas station and fell asleep. He left his wife and kids at the airport, who were waiting to see him come back home from playing in Poland. It had been months since they had seen him. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. How he has fallen. Uh, Fallen? I don't even know if he ever got up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. He's just been... He's still falling. He's just been so coasting. Like, sounds like two, like a decade and a half of running, a, walking a very just, thin balance beam. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine though? Just like go back. If if he would have just stayed with the Denver Nuggets, what mm. what, what what it could have been. been? That's life for you. Yeah. That's life, man. And he had no he had no say in the matter. Well, really, that you should look at the Denver Nuggets as the bad guys. They traded on Billy. Yeah. yeah. That was a safe place, and that mm-hmm. sent him right back to the. The Celtics, the needle capital of the country, apparently. apparently. (laughs) So here was Chris, passed out behind a 7-Eleven gas station. Eight years ago, Chris was starting for the Boston Celtics. And, like any reasonable woman who understands this is a bad situation, Heather took Chris back in. Bruh. Good job, Heather. Chris was now jobless. Hopelessly addicted to drugs. His wife was now pregnant with their third child. How which is way lie? crazier than me. That's just Banging way this dude? <laughs> you keep making children with this guy? He's obviously got it figured out, Chase. Well, I mean, he's obviously oh, got God. the athletics figured out. Yeah. I mean, but like, what? What? She was like, he didn't work out, so maybe his kids will. There yeah. you go, yeah. Good God. His wife was now pregnant with the third child. She was working to keep the family Damn, afloat Heather. financially. Oh. So while pregnant, she's working, and he's not doing anything except sitting on the you know couch shooting up. Well, he's still... Uh, he, well, he has to be. Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still hopelessly addicted. Yeah, he's addicted at this point. Yeah. But Chris couldn't control the monster within him. And this is... This is... <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> oh, this? This <laughs> part? Oh. Quote... I've spent every dime I ever made playing basketball with drugs. I spent every dime my wife's ever made working. I robbed every toy my kid had. Every PlayStation, every Xbox that we would buy would be in the house for a couple of weeks. Every vacuum cleaner, anything that was of any value that a pawn shop could give me was gone. Wow. Dude, this guy's the worst. I blame the, the Nuggets. I blame the pharma- pharmaceutical companies. Dude, and if you're Heather, yeah, if you're gosh, Heather, like, how do you not be like, okay, I'm going to my mom's? You yeah, know? like, like yeah. just get just away from kids. it for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Let Dip. him. He's he's gonna have to hit rock bottom, and then he's gonna have to go to rehab himself. Yeah, you know. But she's fucking just supported it. But that she was insane. loyal. But she just helped him. You know, she gave him and like every dime she ever made went to drugs for him. I would love to know how much of the public actually like knew this was going on. Like while he played for the his Celtics. family knew, but probably not much of the public, honestly. It didn't in like middle school. Didn't we watch a show like Intervention or something? Not I us mean, together, but like in school. Yeah, that like yeah. Wait, it, you, well, I remember that being a show. Yes. Yeah. How did no one do it, that to this it, guy? Where was? That's a good point. The Denver Nuggets seemed like the most support he ever got. Because he held it together. If you really think about it, he never fell so far that people were like, "Okay, he needs help." He would, of course, do oxys before the games, but then he'd go out and play well. And so nobody could point, okay, he's he's not doing well right now. We need to help yeah, him. Yeah. He's always doing well. And then now that he's away from professional basketball, away from people who can help him, now he's having these big issues. Mm. You know, if he was having heroin overdoses when he was with the team, it's different. But now, now that he, there's, he's not associated with anybody, no one's there to help him. No one cares. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that he sucks, he can do drugs and rot for all I care. Yeah. Quote, there were times I felt pressure to leave Chris, but I didn't want to leave him. That's what Heather said. What a end quote? Is that it? Yep. She remained loyal to Chris throughout everything. Loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty, man. July 4th, or June 4th, 2008. So you guys remember that date from the beginning of this? Mm Mm-hmm. Chris Heron drops his kids off at the school bus. And then heads to pick up a pickup location to buy some more heroin oh with the thirty dollars he managed to round up. He drove into Fall River, pulled over, and shot up. That was the last thing Chris remembered. Chris was found by a pedestrian, slumped over at the wheel of his car. He had run off the road into a light pole. He was three miles from where he picked up the heroin. Chris had overdosed. When the ambulance arrived on scene, Chris was pronounced dead. Yeah. And at least his kids weren't in the car. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one, it. Yeah. One thing, right? Did, did his family a service. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, true. Shout out to Heather for loyalty, though. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the story? I, Man. I mean, that is if that is, you call it loyalty or stupidity. Oh, uh, wait, wait, mm. wait, mm. <clears throat> wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Chris was then resuscitated <laughs> and placed in handcuffs. Quote, homeboy, you've been dead for 30 seconds. You just made this up. That's not written. That's what the officer on scene said. He's alive. Chris was rushed to an emergency room. Once he was finished with being treated for the overdose, Chris left the hospital with the intent to commit suicide. For him, at that moment, his life was over. On his way out of the hospital, a lady grabbed him by his shoulder. She told him, I knew your mother. I'm going to get you help today because that is what you need right now. The good of Fall River still exists, no matter how much of the bad you see. So this is where I plan to stop and wrap it up. But it keeps on going. What? So this man was dead for 30 seconds. 30 seconds on scene. And he just, he's able to walk out of the hospital after this. Mm -hmm. And some chick, that or lady, woman, oh my God, says, yep, I'm going to get you the help you need. Chris entered a rehabilitation center. His pregnant days. wife, yeah, 128 days this time. His pregnant wife walked him into the doors. 
They were then instructed to turn and leave without saying goodbye. This treatment center was run similarly to a military school, cleaning floors with toothbrushes, strict uniform guidelines, etc. Chris spent 45 days in this rehab facility. Then one day, he received a phone call informing him that his wife had just gone into labor. Every counselor told him to spend as little time outside the facility as you can. Go see your kid be born, go see your family, then come right back. Chris was there for the moment his son was born. So good. Uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Chris then stepped out of the hospital to go smoke a cigarette. He then kept walking. He walked right into a liquor store. He downed some vodka, then drove his kids back to the house. Oh that night, Chris shot up again. He walked back into the hospital the next morning, still Where? high. His wife told him he can't be there and to go back to treatment or don't come back at all. This was a shock to Chris. So he walked back into treatment, still high. When he came back, he was approached by a young man. The young man grabbed him by the shirt and gave the most brutal undressing of a human I have ever heard. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, God. This is what I mean. This needed to happen 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or 20 years ago. Quote, Why don't you do the courageous and noble thing you could ever do? Pick up the phone tonight, call your wife, call your kids, and say you are never going to see them again. Because all all you are is a ball and chain. Every time you come around, you sink them. Then you go away, they get better, and then you come back and you drown them again. So you're just going to disappear. I mean, fuck. I don't know what ties this guy has to the family, but he's right. He is so right. I mean, but he's probably, it's probably just some kid who's seen so many people do this. Go out, relapse, come back. Go out, relapse, come back. Maybe just by chance. Yeah. And he's just got sick of it. And he just, it's like, dude, it's not that hard. You know, just stay here. We'll figure it out for you. Just stay here, stick to the program. Chris contemplated making this phone call that very night. After he decided against it and wanted to be treated, the counselors had to discuss whether or not to be, he should be allowed to be, be back since he ruined the program. And he ruined the program by using the birth of his son as a way to get high again, which yeah. is totally yeah. a shitty thing to do. They decided to keep him, but there would be a punishment. Punishment was what's called the pot sink. It was a room in the kitchen separated from the staff, It was a room the size of a bathroom with four sinks, drying racks, and trash cans. Chris spent the next 20 days in this room from 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. In this small forgotten room in the kitchen, Chris was forced to spend every minute with nothing but himself. It was this very room Chris found himself again. Chris spent the next seven, eight months in this facility and was finally released. He had beaten his greatest opponent yet. In order to begin providing for his family, Chris took up coaching clinics. He soon found a passion working with aspiring basketball players. He now travels the country conducting coaching clinics and as a motivational speaker. Chris Heron Jr., his son. This dude's alive? He's alive. He's, alive. he's what? He's alive. It's funny. Good though. job, Chris. Yeah. This. He beat it. Say. There's no way I thought he was making Oh, my God. Said he was resuscitated. I said, if this man's alive, we're making a road trip to wherever he is dude, to kick his ass. Just- yeah. So Chris Heron Jr.'s son would go on to play for Boston College, his father's alma mater, which I think is so cool. 
That's wild. But in his junior year, he would leave to go walk on to the Alabama Crimson Tide football team, which is not related to the story at all, but I had to throw that in there because who does that? (laughs) Who does that? You play basketball? And then you just walk on to the Alabama Crimson Tide football Football team. Football team? What the heck? When? When was that? That was like a couple years ago. That was like 2017. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he was probably on a championship team we watched, but he probably never played. Yeah. So I'll leave you all this. Loyalty is neither bought nor owned. It is an intrinsic value within a person. It is either there or it isn't. Without the support and loyalty of his loved ones, only God knows where Chris would be right now. I, I don't I, feel like he got a lot of support and loyalty. Yeah. From Heather? No, from okay, Heather, one person, yeah. yes. Shout but, out to fucking Heather. But where was I, the rest of his family when they he was They were probably the there, level? but again, he just probably didn't let anybody see this. Heather was probably, probably the only one right. who saw it. And the thing is, she could have just been the person that allowed him to do this stuff and then leave him. But if she did that, he'd be dead. Chris yeah. Aaron wouldn't be alive right now. No yeah. way. Oh, my God. You know, in the end, I want to continue to talk shit about him because he. I feel like he caused his family years of grief. Oh, dude, and, just oh, yeah. like, like just shit situations. And obviously he ruined his own like career career of what could have been but in the end the fact that he's out like bettering kids careers yeah something good came out of it yeah something good yeah 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 especially if he's like a motivational speaker like if he's if he's helping other people with the same problems as him yeah that's 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 what he's doing is he's going to rehab facilities and rehabilitation centers and he's literally telling them their lives i mean dude fuck if he can do it then anybody can do it yeah that is that's insane you are at the i mean you are at like you are at something that most a majority of humans will never get to reach which is being a professional athlete yeah down to dying for 30 seconds a professional drug addict yeah yeah dead for 30 seconds that's nuts yep like this man, he shouldn't be be able to talk. No, that's insane. God, but yeah, that's the story of Chris Heron, dude. I, I mean, good for him, but it, like Jake said, like same time, like screw that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck Boston. <laughs> uh, it's just like, like one. You know how many kids, or college kids, or recent graduates would kill to be. To have that like natural born talent, yeah, and then and just to kind of, granted, no, there is no granted. Just to throw it away on well, drug I mean, addiction. There's undeniably, there's I mean, like drug addiction two to is, three are already is drug this addiction. Is, this like, happens every year. Yeah, I feel it like, does, and it's just and you don't hear this yeah. story about each one. You know, a lot of them just end up in hell, and that's all there is. Yeah. You know, did you did you uh, is there a book? On this, or did you just... no? There's a ESPN 30 for 30. Yep. Yeah. That, yep. That's what, that's that where I watched that story, sense. and then I was like, "Holy fuck!" And then <laughs> I gotta dive deeper. It. Yeah. Because yeah. it's crazy, man. He just goes into so much. There's a lot of stuff I left out, but like, I mean, I try to get most of I can. Dude. But dude, yeah. it was he just had one hell of a. I mean, the dude was like, he's like 30 something at, at the end of this. I mean, he lived a hell of a life in 40 years, if you think about it. That's a um, lot done. <laughs> so this, uh, you know, back to Boston. What are we rating the Sam Adams? Yeah, 
This is Billy. You started off. This is the Sam Adams traditional well, Boston. Shout lager. out to the Carolina Hurricanes into the first period. Uh, we are up two zero. Yeah, we're gonna turn that game on right after this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do have a kind of a hatred for Boston, but man, dude, this is a good is beer. Good. I really nice. like this beer. I almost would say this is an S tier, but I'm I I wouldn't put it that far. I would say A. I would this say is an a. a for me. This is a solid beer. Yeah. Okay. Because I think we did like well, I did like B minus. C plus for the last for one for the shock top yeah. yeah so I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm like B plus B plus, plus yeah what do you think masshole <laughs> <laughs> your opinion matters more than all I mean you can't really compare it to the shock top obviously yeah no um, I'm talking a lager now um, it's like a can you give a plus and minus uh, on each tier. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna come together outside of this and put it in there. Yeah, uh, I give it a good, you know, S minus. Okay, yeah, because I, I was putting that A plus. You're so. A, yeah. yeah. So we're I was debating hovering. S. I was debating okay. S. Right. Yeah, this is a B, B plus A for me. This is I, I didn't know when I bought these I would like it that much. All right. Yeah, yeah so, my first sip was like I was like, damn. This is so good I'd say I'd say I think average score here A. I would say A. 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 Yeah. All right. Nice I'm sure. okay with that across the board. That's okay. Yeah. Well, Woo. again, check us out on uh, our uh, website, the la- our last lastsecondpodcast.com. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's the one. We're also on something called rss.com. Um, and if you just type our name into the search bar on there, you'll find us, the Last Second Podcast. Are we on Spotify? Um, we're not on Spotify yet. I'm working on getting us up there. I'm trying to also get us up on YouTube. Um, but when we have all that, we'll put all of our social media stuff on too we have a facebook page now nice. um Ooh. last second podcast um that. so that's that's straight and away yeah. and um so when we get this podcast up i'll put that on the facebook too but yeah um if we don't have anything more cheers boys yeah. cheers yeah. to chris heron chris yeah. <laughs> to heather <laughs> tether and loyalty yeah all right no. poop pants <laughs>